That's right. You're listening to another episode of D-Love Special Sauce Podcast, where we break down fights and give our predictions. Deontay Wilder was handed his first loss by the consensus baddest man on the planet, Tyson Fury, the Gypsy King. All that and more now. All right, guys. Welcome back. Appreciate you guys joining us for a very special episode, another special episode of DLSS. Episode 17. I'm your host, D-Love, and as always, my co-host, Nate. How you doing, brother? What up, guys? I'm doing great. Excited to talk about these fights, bro. I am. It's a hell what of a, a weekend. What a weekend. Yeah. All right. Well, well, let's go ahead and get started today, guys. Of course, at the top, make sure to uh, check out MMT Fitness. Exit Avery Parkway, the 5 Freeway in Laguna Niguel. First class is always free. MMT Fitness uh, on Instagram and the MMT TV for their YouTube content. We always want to give them uh, mad praise. Obviously, our home, our gym. Uh, big thanks to Frankie Mercado, John Walker, and Faster Performance. Those two have the same name for the Instagram. And, of course, all the other coaches and trainers, the training partners, our friends and family, the extended martial arts family, and most importantly, guys, you, the listeners, without you, none of this is possible. So thank you for all the love and support, and thanks for being here today. We couldn't do it without you, as I said. So with that out of the way, once again, same as last week, rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts, guys. It does help us out a lot. Five-star rating if you so feel that way, as well as a, a good review. That's a great way to get in any sort of questions when we're not doing listener question segments. And uh, of course, each week we'll be listening, or I'm sorry, we'll be reading those reviews as we get them. We got one new one this week, so we're going to be reading it at the end of the show so thanks for that <clears throat> and uh so in addition to being able to read those weekly uh, as i just mentioned if you guys have any sort of questions related to the podcast questions about other subjects strength conditioning things like that we're going to do our best to read the reviews at the end of every show so it's a good way to mix it up and submit your questions so uh today's rundown of the show we're going to break down wilder fury as i talked about in the intro the rematch we're going to break down those results that was a hell of an exciting fight if you ask me uh ufc fight night 168 the fallout from that and the results from all that which was a very very good card good night of fights a lot of knockouts um man it was a lot of close fights we'll get into it in a minute and then we want to shout out ricky bendejas the bellator fighter uh he's going 2-0 now in bellator with a couple highlight reel knockouts both from fighters from sbg we're going to go in touch with that how he calls out any other fighter from sbg bringing it on uh but yeah and shout out to um what is it oh shit He's going to kill me right now. KMM Productions. Holy shit, I drew a blank there. Shout out to Kavika and KMM Productions for helping me out. He put together a good uh, kind of video package post for me, if you guys saw it on my Instagram, giving Ricky Bendejas those props because we do sponsor him. Uh, so, yeah, shout out to Kavika for that. And then we're going to go into the uh, first break, which will include the Name That Tune for this week. Shout out to Mario for last week, getting the right answer. Elton John's Tiny Dancer. What's up? Yeah, congrats, Mario. Hey, man, um, sorry. All you got to do is shoot me a message on Instagram. If you want to do mitts with me or Dustin, either one. And uh, just tell me what time works for you, and we'll get it done, man. We'll get those mitt work in, and I'll, I'll do what I can to help you, uh, you know, increase your your your, uh, your style. Your, I'll increase everything, just just you as a fighter. So Hell just, yeah. Just Mar hit me up or hit Dustin up. Either way, I, I'm ready and available, so feel free to just shoot me a message, or if you see me in the gym, ask me and set up a time, bro. Yes, sir. I hopefully, and yeah, he was one of our fighters who competed in the last PKB. It was his first uh, out, outing in competition, and he you could tell he's got the bug, man. He's been right back in the gym, training hard, doing great. And yeah, man, so congratulations to what Nate is referring to for the Name That Tune segment on the show. If you guys share the episode that the Name That Tune's on there, tag us and then uh, give us your answer if you get it correct. Free 30-minute session. Yep, that's right. So Sometimes I'm nice, and, I'll, and I usually do like 45 minutes to an hour. Yeah, man, especially like so. if we're enjoying you, we, we appreciate the support. So we're going to go ahead and either myself or him, whoever you kind of you reach out to first or have the schedules work out best, we're going to go ahead and give you guys that free personal training just to say thank you for engaging the show. So uh, congrats to Mario for 
for last week. Also, thanks again to Mari. I want to give him another shout out. He's actually uh, taking me up on my turmeric tea, my turmeric and ginger tea. I made him a gallon, um, and he's been drinking it. Him and his brother, they both say they really enjoy it. And uh, I've yet to get the feedback on you know how much it's working to help their inflammation and pain, such and so forth. But thanks again for showing me the support. And that's quote unquote the D Love special sauce right now. You know, in in uh, physical form. So I'll be bringing that to the gym shortly, guys. If you are members of the gym, let me know if you want some of that. It's great for inflammation all over the body. It's got ginger. It's got turmeric. It's got a little heat to it. So yeah, fresh lemon juice. Let me know. So thanks, Mario, for support for supporting me with that as well. Uh, and then again, uh, after that break, we'll do the predictions challenge recap. Nate and I were neck and neck this week, which uh, but he's still ahead of me by about ten whole points. So week what is it? Week four now? I'm not exactly sure. It's probably like week four or five. And uh, there. he's got a significant lead, so I got to catch up. But we'll go over that. We're just gonna do like we'll re we'll recap the actual fights, you know, in a little bit more length, like like we like to do. And then later on in the next segment, we'll just do a quick recap of the points, so everybody knows where we're at in the predictions challenge. Not taking too much time on that, but just kind of keeping you guys caught up. And then after the last break, uh, we're gonna preview UFC Fight Night 169. That's where uh, Joseph Benavidez takes on Davis and Figueroa for the uh, the vacant flyweight title. And in fact, it's not vacant just yet. They still showed the graphic on the this weekend's fight. Henry Cejudo's at the top with the a C for champion and basically it's like one of those other fights where he's not stripped until the moment the bell rings for the fight between Joseph and Davis. That's very interesting. It's just because like if anything happens that keeps that fight from taking place then they don't have to like put the belt back on Henry so to speak. But, yeah, so, but yeah, that so makes sense. Interesting. It makes sense. Uh, so that's pretty much the rundown of the show guys. So I do it like I said on the intro thank you guys so much for being here and we're going to go ahead and get started. So Wilder and Fury 2. Let's go ahead and pull up the stats for that. So I pulled up the CompuBox numbers and, and all the stats for the actual fight. I'm uh, assuming and hoping that anyone who's listened to this show had an opportunity to at least catch the highlights of this fight. But holy fuck, I was very excited uh, for the rematch. And there was a lot of talk uh, leading into it from both camps. But Tyson's camp in particular with the camp switch and, uh, you know, saying he's going to come in heavier, which he did significantly come in heavier. Both fighters did. And him saying and, and all this talk about I'm going to sit down on my punches. I'm going to knock him out in the second round. And, you know, with a lot of his antics and his character and history over time, I don't think a lot of people took him serious. So uh, it was very interesting the way the entire fight played out. But I'm going to go ahead and let Nate go first and have him give a you know full breakdown of uh, the entire fight. We, we were lucky to catch it together. I won't go into details of that because I don't want to get uh, banned or fined. But uh, yeah, so Nate, why don't you, why don't you well, yeah, I guess you got to stop right there. Why don't you go ahead and start us off for tonight and uh, go ahead and break down the fight and then I'll, I'll follow up. Absolutely. Um, the fight was way more exciting than I expected. I originally expected it to be similar to the first fight, but a little bit more of power and output from uh, Fury. That's what I originally expected. Um, but since the beginning of round one, just the pressure from Fury, the uh, the jab work was great, but you know, towards the once he he started landing the jab and he landed that right hand behind the ear, and that's, that's round three, which we'll go yeah, over after we both three. break it down. We'll go over the numbers because it's it's really interesting. I want to show you it all. You know, it, overall, I'm not going to get deep deep into like stats and numbers here, and I'm going to make it short for you guys. If you didn't catch it, Fury absolutely just smothered Wilder, smothered Wilder, sat down on his punches like he said, definitely came in heavier. Um, landed a good right hand in, in round three. Definitely ruined the equilibrium and just put put Wilder out on his feet. And then pretty much the whole the whole match was just a clinic, a beating. You know, he just absolutely pressed Wilder. 
picked him apart, smothered him, put all his weight on him in, in the clinch exchanges, just didn't leave Wilder any room, just inside dirty boxed him and made it very uncomfortable for Wilder and all the way till the finish in, was it round seven? Yeah, round yeah. seven. So, it could have been stopped earlier, if it, I'm being honest. It, oh, it could have, but it was just a straight dogfight, you know, and then um, again, the towel was thrown in, uh, uh, you know, Wilder wanted to go out on his shield, he said, you know, he was a warrior, but... You know, that's just, you know, in my point of view, that's just the love from your coaches. They just don't want to see you take any more damage. And it really comes, it's an emotional thing as a coach to see you take that much damage. Um, Wilder's a warrior. He had a great uh, undefeated for, for, for almost a decade, probably over a decade, huh? Uh, it, was, it was a long time. Yeah, 40, for a, 42 fights, 41 knockouts. For a long time, you know, but the, the fight was drama filled. You got you got him licking blood. You got you got, you got oh, Wilder licking the blood. He said he wanted tasted blood, and he tasted blood. Um, the fight was absolutely just an absolute dog fight on Fury's end. Fury was just on Wilder the whole time after he smelled blood. Um, and got the finish in uh, by uh, I'd say TKO stoppage. The ref is going to stop it too, but the towel was thrown in at the same time that uh, sure. that Wilder was in the corner. But uh, overall, the fight went way different than I expected. It was a complete, absolute, just dog fight from Fury, and uh, it's what he needed to do. He needed to put Wilder on that back foot, get him stepping back, and. And he even said that Wilder's defense wasn't the greatest, and all he had to do was smother and get inside and start trading shots. He wanted to knock him out, and he did. He executed to a T exactly what he said ahead of time. Absolutely, I felt like in the lead up during the first for, during the fight week, like this kind of like, you know, I mean, you never know because you watch it every week. At least we do, and you never know with confidence in fighters and what they're saying in the lead up. But I just got this feeling that Tyson Fury had that ultimate confidence that somebody only that kind of feels like they know something that nobody else knows has, and he just kind of he's like the best I can do is tell you exactly what I'm going to do in terms of my game plan and I'm putting it out there and I'm telling everybody and I'm sure like he uh, like I mentioned he kind of knows with his gamesmanship and the way he, fuck, he uh, fucks around all the time that some people weren't going to listen some people weren't going to believe it think it was just gamesmanship so that worked out to his advantage who knows if his uh, if Deontay Wilder's camp and they uh, thought that way I don't believe so I'm sure they gave him the respect that they, they you know he deserved and took him very very seriously for this camp I mean uh, testament to that he came in I think 23 pounds heavier Wilder that is um at, he was 212 last time in like two what is it 230 something this fight and then uh fury came in like another i think 13 or 15 pounds heavier himself at 273 so <clears throat> i think what you described as terms of him being like making a gritty a dog fight and smothering him like this is heavyweight boxing baby i mean just because deontay wilder is a lighter uh, heavyweight that's had a lot of success with his style i mean fury is an anomaly for being able to move the way that he does at that absolutely size. so to be able to have that just in the bag and be so rare at that size and weight and then decide Dude, this is fucking heavyweight boxing he alluded to it in an interview before before he walked out and Fury said um, he felt me last time like he felt that and he kind of took you know stopped talking because he didn't want to like you know relieve or I'm sorry reveal too much but he was alluding to the fact that I'm a bigger dude and I'm going to make this a heavyweight fight which means I'm going to hang on you any moment we're not throwing punches I'm going to make you carry that whole 273 pounds and I'm going to tire you out Deontay Wilder's had success at 212 215 things like this because he's been um, explosive and has, hasn't had to have a lot of activity and he just lands that one bomb right um, there's a lot of things that he does well I'm not saying he's a poor fighter because of this one loss but no uh, 
uh, we all, Fury came out with the with the right game plan. He was able to like lean on his natural ability, which I speak of in our last episode that broke this down to be able to dodge and use his elusiveness and uh, things his footwork and things like that when needed. <clears throat> but it was surrounded uh, by a game plan that was I'm going to walk forward, I'm going to press you, I'm going to take away your right hand by by smothering it, like you said. Uh, Fury did a lot of the same things to Wilder that Wilder normally does to his other opponents, stepping in with that one two, making the right hand the devastating shot that changes the entire complexion so uh, <clears throat> I'll just leave it at that for my break time because you pretty much said everything else but in terms of the numbers I wanted to point these out really quickly uh, when you look at the third round it just starts uh, really picking up for, for Fury and obviously that was the, the round with the knockdown uh, where did I see it earlier that was the best example I think it's right here yeah, the total punches landed oh, and thrown. Yeah. So it was, you know, close, 5-8 and eight, uh, in the first round, 11-8 and eight in the second round. Wilder even had a little bit more uh, landed strikes. These are these are total, uh, these are landed strikes, not total punches. And then in the third round, uh, Wilder landed um, 4 of 17, and Fury landed th- 14 of 36. That was with the knockdown. And then from that, it was um, a pretty even fourth round in terms of numbers. But after that, as you watch the fight, it was the momentum and the entire control of the fight was taken over by Fury. He kept putting him in the corner. Kept, um, I'm trying to just like big boy in him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He just pushing him around. Can make carry. Some of those body shots they landed completely moved Wilder off to yeah. the side. So he was definitely <clears throat> he was definitely sitting on his punches. Not you know because Fury uh, used to when you watched him fight Wilder last was very light on his feet, boxing and just move around, scoring points. Wasn't sitting down. This was a whole different Fury. This was Fury like you know what like you said. You know what? I know I'm heavy. I know I'm a big boy. I know I can sit down. I know I can knock you out. And, and when I'm, I'm gonna not show doing you that, that, I'm going to hang on you and make you tired. And that's a dangerous man. Not only can Fury dance around you like a light heavyweight or, or like a, a middleweight, like a very light boxer. Not mm-hmm. only can he move like that for a heavyweight. So he can do both. He can not only exactly. sit in the pocket and blast you. And then when you're hurt or rocked or tired, now he's just going to run circles around you. He yep. can do both. And and you're going to have a heart. Now, the worst thing is when you're hurt, you're tired, and now you got to catch the guy too. So the only way to get him back is to, is to land back. And now Wilder has to either catch Fury or not. And the cool thing is um, as soon as Fury sat in the pocket, started hitting him hard and landing on him, he pressed him probably to around six. And then around seven, he started to sit back and oh, you just were talking use about his that, jab. The end, the end of round six, like you were saying, yeah. he was using his feints more to open him yeah. up to then land because yeah. he was getting a little bit over aggressive trying to get the knockout, trying to finish yeah. him. So, yeah, towards the end of the sixth round, you said he was using his feints better, he was using his jab better to open up Wilder and mm-hmm. then land clean shots, yeah. which is ultimately and, how. And, you know, now that I, I think about it, I was getting a little frustrated. You remember, I was getting frustrated. It's like, man, like you're such a good boxer. Like, his just step back down. and pick him, pick him apart. Step back. He's already hurt. Fury, just step back. Utilize your jab like you would, like you did last fight. And then set up your right hand and, and just move around him. He's way too hurt. But also, he wanted to taste blood. He tasted he blood. Did. He had saw red. He was just trying to come in and, and just overpower and, and you just know, walk through. And I think some of that dogfighting pressure needed to be implemented till maybe round six or seven. He needed to hang oh, on, yeah. on Wilder. So maybe his intention was to just be hard hitting and getting in there and just putting all his weight against him and, sure. and being really brutal and aggressive. Um, were his hands down? Could he have been caught in certain situations by a guy like Wilder? Absolutely, but he didn't. Um, and he just rolled him out and then. In round six and seven, he kind of took a step back, wasn't pressing as much. He was still pressing, but he wasn't smothering him. He was staying along with his jab, and then when he sat in that corner, when he got him in that corner before it yeah. was called, it was a long jab, right hand, hook, hook. It was just a— Straight down the middle. Straight down the middle, and he, and he was like at, at his jab range, and then he got in and got out. It was That was the, the, the kind of combination, finishing setup yeah. combination that well, I wanted him to do in round three and four and just take his time. But now that I think about it, you know, he maybe he needed to ride out and be gritty like that for round five or six to really just make 
it obviously like, Deontay hey, seemed like kind of like a wounded animal at that point. Yeah. So yeah. get him to that point where it's like, okay, he now he's mine. Move. Now I yeah, got him. But, for sure. But then, like you said, he had to kind of settle down, use his veteran side and be like, okay, I yep. got this guy in the bag. I just need to do the right things and not yep. get over. Like me yeah. personally, I think he could have probably finished it earlier if he did that. Sure. But maybe not. Maybe that would have given um, uh, a Wilder a chance to recover. Maybe yeah. he just wanted to stay on him the whole time and really gas him out. It's a risky move, well, and it's tiring on both ends, but it, it worked. It worked phenomenally. And in 6 and 7, he did exactly what I wanted him to do in the earlier rounds, which is just step back and, and pick his shots. Wilder's uh, success is mostly going to come from that eraser anyways. He's going to get behind in fights. He's going to land that one hard shot. So, you know, we're all kind of sitting there anticipating will this happen but because of the fact that he had landed a couple right hands throughout the first through third first and second rounds at least um, but uh, again leaning on Tyson's elusiveness and ability to slip punches they didn't land clean enough to really you know shock him or, or have full force land so um, he could use his elusiveness and or like you said when he was getting in close and, and hanging on him he was tying him up and he was too like Iris asked us like why does he keep hanging him hang, grabbing him like that and it's like because you're either out or you're in if you're the longer fighter and in this case thankfully Fury has now put both kinds of crafts together inside and outside fighting. He's either all the way out or he's all the way in. He's not going to be in that mid-range for himself mid-range, which is now Fury's punching range, right? So he just did a good job at nullifying the things that Fury, uh, Wilder was able to do well, from learning from last last fight, put on the extra weight, just came confident. Think He said this many a times, right? He felt like he was 50% coming straight off, losing over 100 pounds, getting right back in with Ben Davidson, like, you know, for the first time with him, and all that stuff. So for him to come back, back after all that time off and and he in his eyes and in my eyes your eyes too win the first fight i was controversial draw so now in the rematch he feels like now i'm at 100 percent. he couldn't keep me down when i was at 50 percent. so let's go yeah you know what i'm saying amazing also um you know it's the strategy hanging on a guy like that you know especially if he sees that wilder's ducking his head just to get down and trying to just avoid getting punched or trying to get separated from the clinch he doesn't want him, he wants it either separated like guys will just also tie up it's a big thing in boxing yep. to tie up just like in tie boxing to tie up if you're getting worked if you're getting outworked outpointed or getting tired you need to tie up catch your breath refocus and then get back out at your range and then adjust you know, and if Wilder wants to duck his head and sit in the pocket, then Fury's going to put all his damn weight. He's going to put him in a, in a somewhat of a headlock, so that the, the guillotine position. He's going to he's going to he's going to put his weight on you. He's going to make you tired. By the time this exchange is over, pay. he's trying to exactly. Make you want to duck your head? Good. I'm going to put all my weight on you and put your head under my arm and, and kind of put you in a little guillotine. I'm going to squeeze your neck. I'm going to take that oxygen from you, and then when they separate us, you're still going to be tired. It's going to be worn out. So not even when you're trying to rest are you going to get any rest. You know, you're going to yeah. try to clinch me and get rest. I'm not going to give you rest. I'm going to give you all my weight. Yep. So when you break, there's no area where you get rest now yeah, so he just did it he a master class man he he put on a clinic it was exciting the very first couple rounds where you know he was coming in doing exactly what he says he was going to do uh, he didn't get the second round knockout like he wanted but he definitely put it on him um i don't think deontay wilder was uh, was prepared for that um like i said he was doing a lot of things to deontay that deontay does to other opponents so i'm sure that uh, fury came in with the game plan exact game plan and executed it to a t so uh, congratulations Phenomenal. to yes. him he is the consummate baddest man on the planet i won't say undisputed i won't use that term because joshua has the i think it's the ibo and, mm -hmm. the, and the wbc uh, wbo belts but uh, now tyson fury has added to every you know the the last one that he hasn't had in the past to his full collection of belts he had them all at one point now he's got the wbc belt and he's the lineal air quotes lineal champion champion and yeah so he's basically the man to man to beat in the public opinion eyes i believe he's the best as well uh, obviously there's going to be a lot of people who are fans of joshua and my have something to say about that but um 
I'll just go ahead and lean instead of kind of talking about the Joshua fight or the rematch because there is a yeah. rematch when clause. the time comes the time comes because just kind of like if you watch the post fight interviews and watch Tyson uh, interview back in the dressing room like you know these fighters man we don't even give them five minutes to enjoy the spoils of war we're already asking <laughs> who you them fight about next? The next fight who are you going to entertain next uh, all these other things so give the, <laughs> give the man at least a couple weeks give to him enjoy couple, his, yeah his, let him go win. on vacation and let yeah. him spend time with his kids and then we'll figure that out so congratulations to Tyson Fury phenomenal performance man yes. showing Congrats, that brother. he is you know definitely the top top of the heap and, and baddest man on the planet I'll say it again so that's that so we're going to go ahead and uh, move on to the next card UFC Fight Night 168 we had that over the weekend as well Paul Felder takes on Dan Hooker we're going to break that down and go over all the fights and our picks and stuff like that so let's do it yes yeah UFC 168 um, it was actually a really decent card. Fight night 168. Sorry. Fight night sorry. 168. Sorry, sorry, guys. Guys, by the way, I am eating mac and cheese. So if you hear, yeah. I'll try not to. But if you do, guys, just deal with it because <laughs> we're multitasking here and you yes. should respect that. Got okay. It. He gets home straight from church and we just start recording so he and doesn't we, have a chance to eat. And we try to do both things and get ready to play. Actually, it's probably some... an ongoing theme if they've noticed. But, you know, if you've been paying attention, it's like, my name is Nate. I'm waiting for my pizza. And then the other time he's like, no, I had Thai food already or whatever. So it's. Oh it's pretty much gosh. a theme. Like, what's what's yeah. Nate gonna have today? Yeah, and usually we try to we try to make this this podcast go fast. Sometimes it takes like three hours for an hour podcast, but we're getting pretty fast at it, so we can go play some Call of Duty. I'm just trying to limit the ones that are two hours to ones with guests or one with guests who are willing or ones where we have like broader topics or bigger cards. Like, I know you guys. It seems like with the listens that you guys actually do appreciate the long episodes, so that's cool. But yeah, we just want to be more concise. So with that in mind, Kai Car France versus Tyson Nam, the first car, uh, fight we uh, of note on this card and it was an exciting fight Kai Car France showcase matchup for him and you know he's uh, a um, city kickboxing guy local boy of the region it was a huge pop for him even though it was one of the earlier fights in the night so uh, we're gonna have Nate start off with this one and we'll go from there yeah Kai Car France uh, good good fighter excellent he's very active throws a lot of volume right uh, but compared to um, Nam, uh, Nam had some power in his hands, dude. Uh, That's uh, true. Broke, Hawaiian pride, baby. Yeah, it looked like he broke uh, broke homeboy's nose early in the fight, and Kai Car just kept fighting in the output, the volume. It was a really close fight, but Kai Car France with the volume and the numbers just outstruck and out and just volume wise moved more. Um, and towards like the later uh, second and third round, Kai Car Francis started to put sit down a little more on his punches, started to hurt uh, Nam, and kind of. Kind of stopped Nam in his tracks from getting inside and really just made Nam have to chase him the whole fight. But Kai Car France sat in the pocket, threw some good right, rear hands, and um, won by unanimous, unanimous decision. So I'm excited to see more of him. I think this made a statement because Tyson Nam was no joke. That guy can crack. Hell yeah. So he was no joke, and it was an excellent fight. I'm excited to see more of Kai Car France in yeah. the future. And 78 to 50 total strikes landed by uh, Kai Car France with the lead there. And I think everyone r r recognizes this. Rit, 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 rit. Uh, at this point is that there's all the different sorts of strategies and tactics that'll uh, drain your energy at different rates and things like that but uh, Kaikar France with the elusive movement the good footwork the outside in and out the the volume things like that versus Tyson Nam every time he threw a strike it was like it's energy bar but they're really really powerful so it was a, a, you know Clash of styles, but a cool, even matchup that was exciting to watch. Congratulations to Kai Kara France. Great showing in his hometown in front of this huge crowd that was, you know, very in his favor. So great job all around. Exciting fight. And it was cool. So uh, if you guys didn't catch that one, make sure to check out the highlights because <clears throat> it's worth it. And then Callum Potter versus King Song. That was a cool fight. Uh, I don't I don't know if I was in transit. I was driving from work or something like that, but I didn't catch all this. Did you check yeah, this one? Yeah, I got it. Um, you know, Ken Song just... 
You know, in the in the in the round one, halfway through the round, just caught him with a clean four strike combination, right hand, left up, right hand, left, like a similar combination of that. Each punch with power and just put uh, Potter down, put him and out. then uh, finished with a ground and pound, pretty much. All right. Uh, so good. Congratulations to him, Song. I yeah. believe. I mean, uh, the the Asian region and China and all these uh, fighters are, haven't had the most success. I mean, they have, but not as much as you might expect, given their origins with martial arts and things like that in the UFC. But it's definitely sh- the shift is here over the last couple of years. And there's a um, a UFC PI that was built in uh, I think Shanghai, and so definitely check uh, keep an eye out for that region with the champion Wei take it on you want uh, in the next couple weeks uh, but yeah that's that region is definitely blowing up so keep an eye out on all those co- upcoming fighters and the next fight Jake Matthews defeats Emil Mech uh, with a I, I believe it was a unanimous decision I'm gonna look that up right now uh, but that was a like a gritty wrestling like exhausting battle yeah it was a unanimous decision um, kind of what I expected but I expected if it was going to be that kind of a fight for Emil to have uh, the upper hand given his size if he didn't gas out Jake Matthews proved to me that he's definitely put on some size and is really strong in the clinch and strong in the grappling exchanges and uh, you know he's ever improving on the feet as well he's a highly toted prospect from that area as well they're trying to you know they've tried a couple times to have him kind of pop a little bit and hasn't necessarily come through in the cage so it was a good fight all around they were both super pumped up Emil Mech was hyped and it was just a good competitive fight with Jake Matthews coming away with the win did you catch that one yeah um, it was very close. It wasn't like a, um, it wasn't like a very, very one-sided fight. But Jake Matthews, just overall in the wrestling department, had more control throughout each round. He just controlled Meek a little more and and landed a little more in the exchanges. But Meek was able to keep up because the output of Matthews was just. A little bit more, yeah. It was, it was a little it was bit consistent. more. They were both wrestling, like I was saying, like yeah. with the Colby Usman fight, just nonstop, right? Uh, you know, this one had mixed up more grappling and striking. But yeah, like that wrestling kind of pace that's just so mm-hmm. exhausting. And then Jake just had a little bit of a notch hiring, and they were yeah. both more consistent. Yeah, pretty much what would happen is Matthews would uh, would be doing pretty decent on the feet and then go for a takedown against Meek. And as soon as Meek finally got up from the takedowns, then Meek would show himself and try to try to get back at Matthews and try to throw a good hard combination and try to hurt Matthews. But then it would end up in the same round. All right, he's going to overextend his punches and get taken down again. Yeah. So unfortunately, just Jake Matthews overall had more control. But up Meek, and down Meek put better. up a great fight and he tried. Man, it was it was a it was a brutal wrestling war. <laughs> Right on. Well, the next one, my my boy, my pick from the Ruka Gym up here locally. I guess he lives in Fontana, so it's a bit of a drive. And they were talking about how much he spends on the road to go from camp to camp to camp, or I'm sorry, uh, training facility to different gyms and stuff like that. But Jalen Turner comes away with a second round TKO of Joshua Kalibau. And uh, yeah, this fight, there was some points uh, that Joshua had some success, but he ended up rolling his ankle up against the fence uh, after Jalen started kind of putting it on him and using this length really well. Whenever they were in the clinch, Jalen was very effective. So it was just kind of one of those things where Jalen was in control of the fight everywhere. And when it did hit the floor, because it did a couple times, I felt like Joshua's technical ability may have been actually a little bit better given the fact that he's normally fights at flyweight. He's a little bit lighter. And uh, Jalen Turner is a brown belt, don't get me wrong there, so he's very talented as well. But what I'm getting at is Jalen Turner was so large and so strong and heavy in the in the grappling exchanges that he was able to kind of muscle him down and muscle him over. And he almost had a sub- couple submissions at one point, like a, a, the single arm uh, guillotine, I think it was, the one that like you're using your back because yeah. you can't get your hands quite together. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it was, it was a... 
you know, a, a good showing by Jalen. Joshua will have a lot of successes. I believe this was his debut in the UFC, so he's probably going to go back to featherweight now and have you know some more fights. So I'm sure he'll have some success. He did roll his ankle up against the fence, so that you know who knows how much that played a role. But congratulations to Jalen Turner. That was an excellent fight and a good win. He's I mean he's got a his record doesn't quite reflect his skills, so I'm happy to see him improve that record. Um, takes us to uh, Kevin Aguilar versus Zabara. Tugagov, I did not watch this one. I know the other one, the um, Mustafev one, I did, but I did not catch the uh, uh, Tugagov one. Did you catch Kevin Aguilar versus Zabura Tugagov? I was in the shower, but all I know is it was just a quick knockout. Yeah. All right, three minutes, 21 seconds of round one. Check the highlights, guys. Sorry we didn't catch that one. So <clears throat> that takes us to the main card. And Brad Riddell took on Magomed Mastuf. Mast- Mustafev, Mustafev, jeez, uh, it's like I'm getting worse at this. Brad Riddell is another local boy, another kickbo- uh, city kickboxing guy. Had a huge, probably the biggest pop in the arena until Dan Hooker came out. Um, it, it was exciting to see him have a, a, a showcase fight. You know, like, like you know, that's how it goes. They go to different regions of the world and they try to get some local guys some some shine. And, and lately, they've been giving them some hell of tough matchups. So it's not like cans. It's not like boxing. It's the best fight, the best. So good on the UFC for that. This was an exciting fight because of that. Brad Riddell uh, came out in very, very good shape. That's the one thing I didn't notice about him. His body, his he's very leaned out compared to last time. Put on some muscle, but also, like, you know, in proportion-wise, in, like, the right places. You see a fighter, sometimes they come in to the UFC, and they're all muscular, and, and it's in certain maybe vanity or cosmetic places. And then over time, if they have success and they uh, continue to stay in the UFC and uh, evolve, you see the, the musculature uh, kind of shift to different areas of the body, the more effective areas in terms of fighting. And Brad Riddell, um, so I'm talking about guys' body. But it's uh, Brad Riddell definitely looked like he had been putting in a lot of work and taking this very serious just by the way he looked physically. <clears throat> and Magomed Mostavev was not a slouch. This was a, a war, man. This was a good-ass fight. I'm surprised. Obviously, the main event, which we'll get into, was a hell of a fight. So, of course, that ended up getting fight of the night. But Brad Riddell, Mostavev was a great fight. You want to go ahead and touch on this one at all? No. All right. So that takes us to the the. I'll say like the my second pound for pound best nickname in the UFC, the Combat Wombat Ben oh. Sassoli. I had a lot more uh, expectations for him, given the fact that he had only lost in the UFC to Dan Hardy. I believe it was on short notice. Sorry, uh, Greg Hardy. I always make that mistake. Um, <clears throat> And he showed a lot of promise in that fight, and I think it was a decision. So, anyway, I expected more from him. Marcus DeLima, Ruggerio DeLima is definitely a powerhouse, definitely explosive and hits like a fucking Mack truck. Uh, you know, so that's it's heavyweight fighting, guys. Sometimes that's, that's how quick it goes. Yeah. Um, I know Ben Sully just kind of was doing his, his, his thing, pressing forward and throwing, like, right overhand, left overhand hook. <laughs> Right hand, and then put his head down and got caught with a hard right hook and just the dropped reach. like a sack of potatoes, man. The reach was crazy. It was like Marcus DeLima had very long arms. Ben has having to kind of try to put his head in his chest, like you were saying, just trying to find ways to get inside. And It's very dangerous, though, but his yeah. head was down when he was he, – he just rushed forward, put his head down, and threw three hard overhands, and he got caught. Man. Agreed, That's the, yeah. So, unfortunately, he's going to have to go back to the drawing boards. Side of the head, face plant. Yeah. Yes. So, hopefully, he'll bounce back from that, but congratulations to DeLima. Good job there in uh, enemy territory coming away with the win. And that takes us to uh, Carolina Kovalkiewicz versus Jan Zhenan. This was a tough fight to watch for me because I'm a big fan of Carolina, and I've kind of just seen her almost digress over time. Um, she, she's got a lot of potential, a lot of good talent and techniques. I almost feel like she would be better at atom weight, but there isn't an atom weight in the UFC. Um, and this, like I said earlier, the um, the region of Asia, China, Japan, 
Shanghai, all these places, Tokyo, all these places are coming out with phenomenal fighters. And uh, Jan is an example of that. She was uh, very explosive, very dense, very powerful. She did have some uh, technical liabilities that Nate was talking about earlier. So, you know, it's not like she's necessarily ready to face the champion, but uh, she definitely is uh, planting her seed and making her place for where she stands in terms of the UFC. So good on her. And that takes us to the co-main event, which was an exciting one for me. This was kind of like I was saying earlier. I, um, I was expecting more from other people like Jimmy Crute. I really have seen in his career the abilities there and the potentials there, but he just hasn't seemed to. I mean, he's eleven and one. Don't get me wrong, but he just hasn't seemed to kind of you know fight to his ability. At least what I I've seen in his terms of his training footage and I my thoughts of his overall ability. And in this fight, I felt like just like Brad Riddell, Jimmy Crute. I think these guys really took it as a sense of pride that they were fighting for their hometown, and they really put a lot of uh, dedication, focus, and, and effort into their camp. And Jimmy Crew came out looking also in very good shape. He was very leaned out. I'd seen some loose skin on him in other fights, if you know what I'm saying. So he just de- seemed like he was prepared. At least he, he'd be, you know, definitely done all the right things to prepare. And it ended up paying off for him. Submission in the first round by, um, uh, what the hell do you call it? Um, Kimura. And it's when you, like, mounted Kimura, like when you get on top and you're, they're on their side, you're able to completely control their body while you're, uh, you know, two-on-one just yanking on their shoulder. It's a shoulder lock. Um, that's the, the most effective kind. The, the other kinds you'll mostly see people use to kind of sweep or to, to fend off takedowns. But when you're in that position from mount and you step over, control their body, and are able to crank that behind their behind their back, I mean, most times, and this is light heavyweight, man. they got a good grip and they got you in that position, it's going to be tough not to tap. So Yeah. Well, Jimmy Crute, congratulations, man. Finally put on a great performance and uh, on a great card. This was a good fight night. Like I said, this is a great fight night card. And um, got the submission win, bro, round one. Which leads us to the main event, (coughs) Paul Felder versus Dan Hooker. Damn, this was a fucking great fight. Main event, they got fight of the night. I mean, just like we've seen with Korean Zombie and Yair Rodriguez, these guys are releasing photos of themselves at the hospital together. I mean, they both went together. A lot of respect, that Bushido warrior spirit there. They're not, you know, they earned each other's respect in the ring, and they definitely did damage, so they're at the hospital together recouping. It's crazy, man. Yeah. Super close fight. I mean, super, super close. Obviously, it was so close, it was split decision. Um, but, um, you know, like, in the... Sh- Go ahead. The, I was just going to say, sorry. Um, I need to make this point clear because I've had a, seen a lot of confusion with this and had a lot of confusion myself. Um, when they give you the stats the night of when you're watching the broadcast, that's... Uh, there's a term. It's like the unofficial. unofficial. Yes, the unofficial stats, right? So... This is a little bit of what uh, I'll give uh, a shout out to the main event podcast. They call it Dundasso. I've mentioned it before in the part in our show, but it's kind of like the 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 potential corruption, I guess, for lack of a better word, or like or if a fighter knows that you're going to get a warning with cheating, you're going to get at least win one warning. They're going to hold the fence or do something. So there's like this term Dundasso for like I don't know c- corruption. I can't think of a better word to describe it right now. Um, so anyways, gosh, I'm going off on a tangent, but. I'm not saying that that applies here, but between the unofficial and the official sometimes, there's a drastic difference sometimes, not necessarily this fight, uh, but there's a drastic difference with that. I sometimes feel like they're like wiping, they're like cleaning, they're trying to wipe their ass and clean up and be like, no, 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 that's why this person won. Even though it's a bad decision, like they'll just kind of, I don't know if any of this is making sense. I I appreciate you guys listening to me rant, but uh, I'll just jump ahead. It's 122 to 110 in the favor of Dan Hooker in the striking in the department. striking department. Uh, the work 
looking looking at the stats here. And when we were watching it the night of, and when it was being the unofficial stats were being tallied and told on the broadcast, Paul Felder had the overall uh, total strike uh, lead. That's the only yeah. reason I'm bringing that up. And so it was a very close fight. I'm I'm sorry to cut you off. Why don't you continue, Nate? No, that's pretty much it. It was a close fight. And also, they counted on those stats. They counted the takedown for Dan take Hooker. That one takedown, yeah. Even, okay. and, 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 you know, you're fine. And and you know what? That's all, folks. But it, but it. You know, what plays a huge factor is Dan Hooker is from, you know, New Zealand. Right. Dundasso. Dundasso. You, know you know, he's training out there. It was a really close fight. I, I think that Hooker did throw a lot more kicks. He threw... Just a little more, but if you look at the damage done, Paul Felder landed the harder shots on the face. Um, but who looked more damaged? Yeah, Paul, Paul Felder, Felder we, looked more damaged. And I, but I figured out it was a, it, no. I figured same. out it was a jab. Remember, we were like, "What was to it? The what eye, was it?" To the yeah, because if you watch the first round, there was one punch that landed. Mm-hmm. It's unassuming when you watch it. It was a jab, good stiff jab, like right to the eye. Yeah, <clears throat> and then like you know, if you know this as a fighter, Nate, if you get hit somewhere and it kind of bothers you, you wait like five seconds to actually maybe wipe it because yeah. you don't want your opponent to know that it hurt you or affected mm-hmm. you, right? So if you watch him fight, he gets hit with a jab, and then like five or six seconds, and then he kind of repositions and moves his feet. And then Paul Felder wipes his right eye. So mm-hmm. that, as a fighter, someone who's been in there, that to me makes me think that the strike right before yeah. that was the one that kind of caused something. So anyways, his eye was busted up, as you pointed out. He definitely looked visually like he had taken more damage. It's tough to assess leg kicks. There were a few badass leg kicks that Paul that Felder landed returned in like with, the fourth absolutely. round. And uh, like different, like he was varying them up more. He had it wasn't, great... Spinning kicks to the body as well. Yeah. And Almost was, every one of them landed. He was varying up more, too. By He was coming back with mm. the calf kick as well. Maybe yeah. not as frequently, but definitely de- like more of a quality shot. He was doing better low kicks, like to the thigh, inside leg kicks. He was varying up his kicks and his mm-hmm. shots more... And I'm not just you know saying this because I you know I feel like Paul Felder won the fight. I scored it three to two for Felder, but it, I'm not saying it's a robbery. It's definitely a close fight. Could have gone either way. The fact that it was in New Zealand, I, I don't think played too much of a role because I think judging fights yeah. is, is a subjective thing, and some but people it might. But, it, can, but it, it can. But it can. It can. And then that just like we've talked about in the past, like if you're in a hometown crowd and every time you land a shot, everyone ah! goes crazy. That can affect the judge, especially yeah. a judge that maybe couldn't see very well because mm-hmm. given his vantage point on where the fight is taking yeah. place. So, yeah. anyways, close ass fight fight of the night phenomenal fight i feel like paul felder won but i you know if you guys want to know my impression of this fight because i we watched the fight live and then a couple hours later as i was chilling getting ready for bed I threw on the Joe Rogan uh, fight companion, right? And I'm watching them watch the fight. And it's Eddie Bravo, Brendan Schaub, uh, Brian Cowan, and Joe, and Jamie. Uh, and they're all watching the, sh- the fights. And as the fight's happening, they're just like, I mean, all you can hear is Joe going, Oh, Paul Felder, Paul Felder. Like, oh, it's all the, all the significant, like, oh, shots that we talked about. More quality, the harder landing shots were by Paul Felder. Even though, you know, Dan definitely had his moments in terms of hard shots. But it was more of a volume versus quality shot kind of a, a matchup, right? And uh, but as you're watching their fight companion, it seems like they think Paul won and Paul and everything. And to your point, Nate, and I concede that with the way the judging works, if the striking is even in a round and the grappling is even in a round and one person got a takedown, even if they didn't do anything with it, but the, the striking grappling is even and they got that one takedown, they're going to look at that as the one difference in terms of yeah. the overall effect of Absolutely. the round. So that sealed the fifth round, so that sealed the fight. Yeah. And as much as I don't like it because I'm more of a fan of the new rules that really accommodate the fact that if you get a takedown and you don't do much with it, they it don't give count. it too much credence. They, can, yeah. they count. It just doesn't count for 
a lot considering that versus the old rules yeah. right and so knowing this was in australia or i'm sorry new zealand it was the new rules i just felt like okay maybe he could still win because he didn't do anything with the takedown but no i'm going to concede that in the fifth round even though they were both that tired, was just that, enough there was even enough that, round that is what striking, dictated attacking. the fight yep. i honestly think that takedown was yeah. the only thing that that's and it was still a split decision exactly so that takedown i think was enough for them to be like all right uh, you know what Hooker, a split decision when that's his home fucking backyard yes. town. Yes, that goes. That shows you how close of a fight. This yeah, was. so it's super super close. This um, is where split decisions actually technically have a place. Like you can't yes. get too upset when there's split decisions sometimes because there's three judges sitting on three different pl- pl- places. They're looking at the fight differently. They're perceiving it differently. They might have different subjective opinions of about what's important and effective and all that good stuff. So to have a split decision means that you know. You know, there's a lot of success that's happening both ways for both people mm-hmm. to, to have a scorecard in their favor. You know what I mean? So, yeah. all right. Well, congratulations to both guys. I basically was like, fuck, 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 fuck at the end. I was so pissed off because Nate, uh, Molly whopped me last week in the predictions challenge to be ahead by nine. And then this week, how it all panned out, uh, he ended up taking it by one extra point. Yeah. And, that, and I also switched my, my, um, oh, my yeah. pick to, to Felder. To, 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 if you're no, paying, to, hooker, to, to hooker, hooker, if you're paying attention yes. from last week. So including, I'm gonna, I didn't grab my thing, but including from last uh, the, uh, the Deontay Wilder fight, because we both got a single point there as mm-hmm. well. Um, the, Deontay Wilder, Tyson uh, let's just Fury, say but, I'm up by like 12. No, he's up by 10 now. He was oh. up by nine before, and now he's up by 10. Oh, so, right. in the third or fourth or whatever many weeks that we've been going since this beginning of this new year, um, like I said, I definitely have some uh, ground to make up, yeah. but it's all good in 11 War. It's all fair, yeah, it's all luck. cool. Best of and, luck. And uh, I'm looking forward to next week. So, we're going to take a quick break right now. We're going to uh, throw the new Name That Tune your way. Hopefully, <laughs> you guys have been enjoying that. Again, congrats to Mario for last week. So, we're trying to mix it up each week, make it funny. Obviously, I hope you've gotten that so far. I mean, I'm not trying to be over here acting like I'm Elton John and shit. I mean, come on. Yeah. Uh, so congrats to Mario on that again. But like I said, we're trying to make it fun. We're trying to make it funny. We're trying to mix up the genres each week so we're not doing the same thing. And again, just like questions to the show, just like anything else, make sure to submit like suggestions and submit suggestions. Yes, you won't get to choose that week, but at least you listen. get to listen to my ass try to sing some song that you recommend. Yeah. So it, we're trying to make it fun. Hope yeah. you guys enjoy that. So enjoy it. S- stick around. Stay stick tuned. around. <laughs> we're going to do a quick break. Quick break. Come back with that. Come back with that. Ah, Fuck off. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. See you soon. Boom. DLSS is badass. Don't talk trash. DLSS shows us indeed. It's a show for
All right. So make sure to send in your submissions at NateFit13, yeah. at DLove underscore 84 on Twitter, at D.Love mm-hmm. underscore oh, yeah. 84 on Instagram. Mm. Uh, you have to share the episode. So in this case, episode 17, hashtag DLSS and tag Nate and I with your answers. And if you get it right, half hour private training session from yes. Nate and I. Uh, congrats again to Mario for last week. Uh, again, he did it pretty much right, but I want to make sure to clarify, you do have to tag us. You do have to share yes. the episode. So just screenshot whatever and, mobile device, and, whatever you're using. And let me say something. It's the first person who Absolutely. gets it right. Not going to be everyone who gets it right, but the first yep. person that we clearly get tagged with and post it on their story yep. or on Instagram. Or so, Facebook, whatever. That means you want to jump on and listen to it on Tuesday you if you want to get, get that first, free training. You want to get that free training. <clears throat> so, yeah. Thank you guys for your patience with that. I hope you guys enjoyed that uh, this week's edition of Name That Tune, DLSS Style. Yeah, That's we right, worked baby. really, really hard. So. <laughs> <laughs> that was a lot of fun, actually. Uh, all right, guys. So, UFC Fight Night 169 is coming up this weekend. Uh, before we jump over to that, we're going to make sure to give a big shout-out to uh, Ricky Bandejas of Bellator. Exciting win. A highlight reel knockout again. Two in a row uh both from sbg by the way connor's gym we were talking about that earlier Mm. and um mcnuggets and uh he was calling out i mean he was prompted by big john mccarthy but asking like who do you want to fight next another sbg guy or whatever he's like yeah bring on the sbg guy or or anybody for that matter but congratulations to ricky bendejas proud sponsors of him for this fight we were on his fight poster which we got uh you know it was on uh bellator no i'm sorry this one was on the zone because of uh, bellator 240 but it was it was a great time uh i appreciate you ricky thank you so much for giving me uh that opportunity and for executing just like we had planned he he made sure to share a couple posts just a, a little inside baseball on how this works a couple posts you know make sure to endorse the show as well as put our, our logo on his fight poster so mad appreciation for that and mad respect for his ability in the cage and another highlight real baby let's keep going do Nate. you yeah congratulations brother yeah we really appreciate you putting us on uh on your uh on your on your walkout uh poster on your uh on your uh banner, banner i, guess. I yeah. guess banner yeah um i can't i couldn't think of the word for some reason hey ricky i get punched in the head too for a living so, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah um dude thank you so much and congratulations on winning in such an amazing fashion which is awesome man so congratulations on that and we look forward to seeing you more in the future man and we look forward to you know helping you out whenever we can man so thank you again and uh best of luck and uh go ahead and enjoy your win and enjoy your little vacation if you're going to take one. Oh, i saw he was enjoying it he just got home i saw his instagram he just got home recently in the last couple hours and then he went straight to mcdonald's and i got i guess whatever the the green like maybe like mint chocolate chip i don't know exactly what it's McFlurry? Like, or, no, no it was like a shake it was something oh. from mcdonald's he was oh. like this is exactly what i wanted he put like the four leaf clover on there oh yeah i believe he's irish uh, in, in origin like his heritage is okay. and stuff like that i so, thought he was just making like a i'm I'm going to eat all the Irishmen up in, uh, in no. Bellator. <laughs> I'm eating them up. No, he was devouring e- the competition. Enjoying himself already. Even outside and the ring, he's devouring Irishmen. <laughs> Yo, real quick, though, he uh, he threw a power right kick. It was caught. Uh, shout out to Robin Black. He did a, um, a what is it, the one-minute breakdown he does for the Enjoy mm-hmm. the Hostilities and the Bink Bink, right? Mm-hmm. Which, I I mean, sorry, Robin, I know you don't listen to the show, but if you did, I actually have to go, I have a bone to pick with you. Whenever, whenever you started coming out with those videos and being really, you know, known, got a lot of no- notoriety and were associated with that term Bink, my man fucking Nate right Me, over here man. for months and maybe probably a year and a half before you ever, I ever heard you say it, would literally say that while he's hitting me as well, <laughs> as, well as when he's explaining or holding mitts or explaining. He'd be like, you know, touch shots, feeler shots, set up shots, and then bang, bang. And then, like, he used that terminology 
just before, just so you know, just to set the. I'm fucking not claiming that, but he's claiming that. No. So if that's the in case, my, man. In my experience, in his, in his life experience, in my experience, it was at least a year, year and a half where he had been using it in my my life experience before yeah. I ever heard. Or low key, it. maybe you're my doppelganger, and you just are just like me, just in another body. But I'm not trying to talk shit. <laughs> I'm, I'm a not man trying. In a woman's body. <laughs> I'm not trying to talk shit. I'm not trying to, uh, you know, just ruffle trying to spark any feathers. Conversation no, but here. seriously, shout out to him because he did the one minute breakdown. Ricky Bende has uh, shared it or reposted it. I commented on a hashtag bink and then Robin Black like tagged me and commented a few things and you know we we went back and forth a little bit so shout out to him that was really cool do you feel cool now no, do you feel just, like super loved? No, I'm giving him props for oh, being so you don't, someone. So you don't feel cool. I've, no, not necessarily. So not, now not you're, you're not happy that he's talking to not you. Not extraordinarily. I was okay. making sure to point out him being a cool, down to earth character okay. that's willing to engage people a little bit okay. online. But you're not cool. He's a cool character, but you're not cool. Oh God, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think about my own coolness. That's for other people to decide. Yeah. So you're not cool. <laughs> I guess <laughs> that's what you say. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, but, but yeah, so that was cool. Again, Ricky Vende has great performance. He, uh, Nate, real. I just don't want to pass over like you know even though it was like what 45 seconds or something like that I don't want to pass over how you know how it went so why don't you talk about it real quick that's pretty much how it went <laughs> within the first what 40 seconds uh, you know he, uh, Ricky throws a power kick his opponent catches it and Ricky throws a hard right hand pulls himself even closer right hand and the guy just on drops one like leg. and then Ricky Ricky you threw the craziest monkey punches I've ever for seen dude what you know what you got to finish your excited bro yeah, you know, usually when you uh, when you catch an opponent's leg, if you don't sweep them within the first second, put them on the ground, or throw a right hand of your own straight down the pipe, preferably not a hook, sure. they're going to they hit you they're first. Doing, yeah. They're going to hit you first, and that's what Ricky did, man. Um, he The guy caught his leg, stared at him for a split second, and Ricky, but Ricky also reacted immediately. As soon as your leg catches, you either punch, you pull yourself in, you push off, or um, you can actually come in in the clinch, clinch, and then do a switch and knee. There's off, a lot yeah. of other things you can do, but you have to react. As soon as he get catches, you either do the defense and pulling your leg down down by the shin. Either you go right away, though. Yeah, no so usually what. when someone catches my leg, um, instantly I'll, 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 I'll come in closer. So I'll, 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 let, I'll pull my body in closer. I'll clinch the back of the head with my right hand, and I'll peel my right leg down their shin. Yep, you make a carrier right? weight, and then you break that grip around yes. the leg. Or if my leg gets caught, I immediately throw a right hand straight after or a right hook. And then I clinch and then break it if he's got a stronghold. Just disrupts them just enough to yeah. jump in without getting taken. Yeah. Or, yeah. or if someone catches a leg, you can also uh, throw a switch knee and then clinch at the same time, um, which is kind of cool, so, too. There's so many, there's things, so many you things you can do. You can, so but. he reacted right away was the point. I mean, immediately slapped him pretty much with the first one. And then to also give Robin Black his props, uh, what he explained was is like it's hard on one leg like that to be able to have a lot of torque. Obviously, a lot, a lot you, of power transfer. If you throw uh, snapping, like whipping punches, you can get a little bit there. But he basically, on by the second one, had, was doing what Nate just described and pulled his leg like inward. So he kind of pulled himself towards uh, Mbombe, I think is how you pronounce the guy's name. Point being is that since he didn't let go of the leg, he had the ability to kind of use that leverage of his leg being held up and turn his core and his torso to generate more power, even though he was only on that one yeah. leg. So that second one really sat him down, and then, yeah, dude, that finish was insane. Yeah, uh, Definitely looks at, if you were to describe ground and pound, like that's what it would probably look like as a, as a visual dude, representation. Dude, that, that's probably the best. Yeah. So someone's going to make a meme of it. So yeah. Well, shout we'll out see. again. Shout Ricky out. Bende has great job. Congratulations. Looks forward to working with you again in the future. And, yeah, I look forward to your yeah. next fight generally but so. speaking of fights dustin what's the next fight night coming up brother ufc fight night 169. 169 they're super clever about that how you know they just keep adding numbers so it's either fight nights or ufc pay-per-views or uh, espn plus numbers there's all kinds of names so no. uh, this one's where joseph benavides benavides takes on Fig davison figueredo for the um, vacant 125 light 
uh, flyweight title. And it is not vacant, guys, until that bell rings, by the way. So Henry Sudo is still the champ. Yes, sir. And where's where's Chartway? I don't know who this arena is. Norfolk, Virginia. Oh, we're going to we're going back there to Norfolk, Virginia. So who knows if they're like Texas in terms of the old rule set, new rule set. Yeah. We'll have to cross that bridge when it comes. But that's the headliner, guys. We're gonna briefly go over the preliminary card, kind of describe a couple highlight fights and matchups that you should definitely make sure to check out. But we're only gonna do a total of five picks. We're gonna do two from the prelims and three from the main card, the top main, top three. So we're not gonna spend seven, you know, hours doing mm. five, you know, way more picks. So uh but real quick, um should I even try that, bro? No. G- Chikadzi. Uh, yeah, there you go, I got it. Giga. Uh, Giga Chikadzi. First fight on the I'm card. A G- Giga Chikadzi. It's <laughs> probably is. I want the pizza oh, with Jigadzi. Oh, never mind. Yeah. It canceled. Next one, which we're going to call because they're both well known, no. is what? Oh, it was canceled as yeah, well. Exactly. Mickey Gall and Alex Oliveira. Yeah, so Mickey Gall oh. was going to face the other cowboy, Alex Oliveira, but apparently got canceled. Don't have any, any info on that, guys. CM Punk must Sorry have killed Mickey Gall. You. CM um, Punk found him and, and did a, a, a rock bottom on him or something. Oh, gosh. <laughs> no, just like Diego, he did whatever Diego Sanchez coaches he, was explaining that they the were going to do. You saw that report, right? The Diego Sanchez. Oh, the crazy rear naked submission. That was going to kill Michael Chiesa. Yes. yes. He makes sure yes. he's a nice guy. He must be a nice guy. You know, he's letting the commission know hey, man, look out for this guy's. You know, well-being we could kill him out there yeah i'm being sarcastic but yeah so apparently he <laughs> described it as similar to like a stone cold stunner or something cold, someone one of the stone a reverse cold stone cold stunner okay so yeah. great anyways i call it the death scorpion we spent but... too much time on that so the next fight sean brady takes on ismail nadiev um that one's a good fight just because they're both new fresher up-and-comers check that out alan oh alan alan cruz spike carlisle don't know anything about these guys but i'm sure it'll be great it's a featherweight matchup jordan griffin takes on tj brown that one's going to be exciting because they're both like, you know, first, second round finisher guys. Uh, Marcin Tiborov takes on Sergey Spivak. Uh, Brandon Allen takes on Tom Breeze. Gabriel Silva, not the one that's that Logan's fought, but Gabriel mm-hmm. Silva takes on Ky- Kyler Phillips. And then uh, main card wrapping up with Luis Pena, who's been a highly prospect, highly touted prospect at featherweight. Couldn't make yeah. weight a few times now. Yeah, lightweight still hasn't really put it together uh-huh. as of yet. Taking on Alex Munoz, who we're gonna have to take a look at the who he's faced. Uh, then that wraps up the prelims. Coming in for the main card first is Grant Dawson, Derek Minner. Okay, sorry, Derek. Derek. Look at that. It's interesting. Derek. 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 D a r r i c k. Derek. Minner. Minor. Uh, Megan Anderson. Norma Dumont. Oh, this is a good one. Ian Kutilaba takes on Magomed Ankalev. Felicia Spencer. That's uh, the woman that went. I think. Two and a half to three rounds with Cyborg before she got put out. She just put mm-hmm. up a really good fight on her UFC debut versus um, Zara for Farron Dos Santos. And then the main event, Joseph Benavides versus David Figueredo. Figueredo. All right. So before we go ahead and start with our picks, I'm just going to clear up the numbers. Uh, it's 34 to 24. Nate's ahead by 10. Dang, dude. Yeah, so it's another reason with these obscure cards I need to make sure to pick at least five fights because we need, I need opportunities with points. If we pick seven on the last card and you mop the floor with me, I, and now I only get five to potentially catch up. You know what I'm saying? So got to make sure to at least do five. All right, so okay. speaking of which, on the prelims, we're going to do two, and then we're going to do the top three for the main event. So we're going to start with the prelims, and we with uh, Marcin Tybura versus Sergey Spivak. And we just kind of looked through the records and their stats, stuff like that. So, Nate, why don't you give me your quick breakdown on what you think of these guys and who you think is going to win and how? Uh, I am going to go with Sergey Spivak. Um, uh, Bold move. No, you I'm know, just kidding. I'm going to go with, I don't know. Uh, I'm going to go out. with, is he the underdog? Probably. 
Well, I don't know. His record went. It's it's a it's a tough one. I'm sure it's pretty oh, close. It's pretty it's, close. It's pretty much pick em. So in this case, guys, if they're both minus like 105 and minus 115, that's a pick em. That's a coin flip. So we can't get any points in this one for an underdog, basically. Wait, so you know, surgery is not the underdog. I mean, it depends on what book you look at. Technically, if you look at both of these right here, yeah, but that overall, looks, that would be the under. Overall, surgery is not the underdog. No, they're both okay. evenly matched at all the sports books. Yeah, so I'm actually gonna. Uh, do I want my underdog points? Do I want my underwear points? <laughs> yeah, well, these wouldn't get you any for either person picked. That's the point. Okay. All right. Well, I'm going to go with Sergey, uh, second round submission um, against uh, Marcin. So. What did I pick? Okay. I was like, sh- I lost um, on Just because, uh, you know, he's got a fresh record. I think he learned from his loss, which was against, um, it, was, it wasn't Walt Harris. It was. Uh, he beat yeah, Ty what, Tuavesa. Yeah, yeah he lost Walt. against Walt Harris, but uh, he submitted Ty Tuavesa. Um, I feel like Marcin's going to be a little better on the ground than Ty Tuavesa, but, um, you know, he's submitting people. I don't think he's going to strike with Eon. So, Eon? Yeah. So with Marcin? I, yeah, I don't think he's going to strike with him. I'm sorry. I was looking at the wrong guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think he's going to strike with Marcin so, uh, too much. He's not going to be able to put him out. So, I'm, I'm going to say submission. No. <sighs> we subbed... Um Tai Tuivasa, who's like, in my but opinion, I, I kind of striker. Si- simil- I kind of compared them. You know what I mean? But you're right. No, I understand what you're saying. So it's more, it's com- more complicated than that. But I kind of made but, a comparison. But between Marcin them. has more experience in the the UFC octagon, which is so. You think so? I, uh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. He's had, he had a few more fights. Um, but I'm still gonna go with a. Uh, I'm gonna go with second round submission just to be to be different for this one. So okay, no, second I, round submission. I could see it because he did sub a big boy like Ty. So yeah. All right. Uh, well, I'm just gonna go with what I know here because I don't know much. I mean, I know, I've seen, you know what? Now you're catching me being indecisive because Spivak. I've only seen him fight the one time uh, that he got knocked out against Walt yeah. Harris. I didn't see the Tai Tuivasa fight live, but just looking at that, I'm like, okay. Well, I mean, I guess Tai is kind of a coin flip depending on how his mindset is when he comes in. Yeah. Um. Oh, this was at UFC 243 also. Okay, you know what? I'm going with Spivak as well. I'm going to go with um, a decision because mm-hmm. Marcin's a tough son of a bitch. And yeah. That's why I was worried because he kind of just walks. Fo- I mean, he's more technical than this, but he kind of walks forward, walks through damage, yeah. and just really makes sure to put it on his opponent. So mm-hmm. I'm going to go with uh, Spivak just to kind of also be safe and go with you. So I'll go um, unanimous decision. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, where are we? Norfolk, Virginia, right? So. Yeah. Okay, and then uh, so that co- covers that. And then uh, Luis Pena. Yeah, Luis Pena uh, versus Alex Munoz. That's the main event of the prelims. Can you uh, click on Munoz? Um, is I wonder if this is his debut because they don't even have a picture for him. Oh yeah, that's what I was um, saying. So yeah, definitely on. is in his UFC debut. Okay. Um, but we still would have stats on him, I'm sure. Oh, this motherfucker. There we go. Yeah, I'm gonna see if that stats on him and who he's fought. This is great radio, guys. Mm. So nothing there. No, he has no stats. And he has barely any. Oh, okay. So he has stats here. Strikes land per minute. Four, he's a little ahead. Accuracy. Ooh, he's good on the feet. 63%. Out of six fights, out of six fights, he has an average fight time of 15 minutes. So that means most of his it's fights have gone to decision. Yeah. Um, yeah. And this is a, a, a weight move up for, he went up in weight, Pena? Uh, he's going he up from, trouble. He's fought at 145 several times. I think but, this is his second, possibly third fight up at 155 mm-hmm. after missing weight at 145 a few times. Yeah, you know what? I'm going to go second round TKO Pena. 
Okay. Um, he's finally going to get his groove. I think he's he's a little heavier. Case. He's a pretty solid striker. He's pretty aggressive. Um, he's not. He, he's he's still learning too. I think he's going to come out really good this time. So, he's a good. I think he's going to come out second second round TKO. I also agree with you. I think the UFC definitely wants this guy to do well. They've set him up in a few opportunities and positions to do well, and he doesn't necessarily capitalize on him that well. So now that he's finally settled into one fifty five and decided this is where he's going to stay. He's. I mean, he was gigantically. He yeah. was gigantic and long. I mean, uh, really long. For 145. I'm actually like, going to say Pena d- unanimous decision. Unanimous decision. But I'm not going to say TK because he's going up in weight, so he's not fighting guys that are lighter. So he's going to be fighting guys that cut naturally heavier or are used to taking heavier shots. Yeah. Um, I, I just think he's going to feel. He's going to feel better. He's not going to have the pressure of cutting as much weight. So I think he's going to perform better. So I think we're going to see it. Look at this. Just to, to make sure you're seeing everything, he's had two other fights now at lightweight before this. So yeah, this is his third fight at lightweight. Just you can look at the record all you want, but I mean, just in terms of the weight, he's yeah. been back up. He's been yeah. up. Yeah, I'm going to stay with unanimous fight. decision. He's winning by decisions a lot lately, so I'm going to say unanimous decision, uh, Luis Pena. That's true, and one of the reasons that I think he's mm, Matt Favola. Never mind. Matt Favola was a tough son of a bitch. That's actually why. Um, so yeah, I'm going to go with you. I think the UFC wants him to do well. I think they've set him up in a few opportunities, like I was saying, and so I think this time with a UFC debuter. Third fight settling into the new weight class. I think he's going to get... Um, I'm going to go... I'm going to go second round submission. Okay. Yeah. But guys, don't under don't underestimate Alex Munoz. A newcomer, The yeah. thing is, we we've don't know. He's 6-0. and oh. He's 6-0. and oh. He's the undefeated, rec- so... The record recently, the last few weeks that we've checked out, is a, a UFC newcomer versus a re- relatively known and, you know somewhat veteran name in the UFC is getting wrecked by yeah. UFC debuters. So yeah, these young, fresh, hungry guys. Can't man. count them out. And you got to those are the guys you got to worry about the most is the one that are undefeated and they're debuting. Those guys are got nothing to lose. Nothing. To, well, they have everything to lose because they're undefeated and they're, it's their first debut in the UFC. And losing your debut in the UFC is a uh, big I guess deal. You're, I guess you're right. And so he's got a lot of pressure, but that means if he's got a lot of pressure, he's going to be training hard for it. He's going to be hungry. He's gonna, so he's got uh, he's got a lot to lose. So he's going to be very very hungry. I guess what I mean is he doesn't have uh, he has the mindset of an undefeated fighter. He has that confidence yes, going in. Yes. It's like I'm I'm, I'm going to just do what I do, and yeah. uh, it's been working so far. Yeah. So I'm going to just keep doing. That. And that's totally you no. Know, it's funny is that mindset and just talking about what we're talking now is a good topic for another day. But um, hell yeah, let's. Uh, what's the next fight we got? Um, All right, so the top three for the main card. We're going to start with Ion Kutalaba versus Magomed Ankalev. Um, and so, do you want me to go first? Do you want to go first? No, go ahead. All right, Ion Kutalaba. It's like the guy is spelled I O N is for his first name, but it's like the sound, the phonetics of it. It's like you have to throw a W in there. It's really interesting. So Ion Kutalaba or Eon, to how you ever want to say it. Um, I've seen him several times. He's one of those guys. Obviously, in every different weight class and in every different, there's always a little, a lot of differences between these people. But I refer to a lot uh, of fighters that have not quite reached their potential like you would have expected when they first joined or started in the UFC. I've said that a lot about a lot of different fighters. And in this case, it's I also feel that way. Um, he's a light heavyweight, though, that's very explosive. And then I feel like his ceiling is very, very high. So it's been interesting to see him kind of stumble a little bit um, in his earlier part of his UFC career. And um, I don't know much about Magomed. And I, I'm like, if I'm racist or prejudiced, I swear, it's versus Russian guys that look like the wrestlers. Just because of Khabib and things like that. Just based, <laughs> if I don't know much 
much about you and you look a certain way in terms of the, the UFC, I'm, I can very easily throw you in a, a group in my mind that just, okay, heavy pressure style wrestler like Khabib. I, I don't know. I just, if I don't know anything about you and you're from yeah. that part of the world, which is just so fucking hardened and especially if you're from Dagestan, exactly, then yeah. I'm probably, I mean, I'm, I'm good company just guessing, you know what I mean? I'm so. sure you train with Khabib. It's a very small community yeah. over there. So anyways, Ewan is very well-rounded. He has the potential uh, to win the fight anywhere but he's if anything um you know vulnerable on the ground uh and vulnerable to a heavy pressure wrestling style that could kind of make the fight you know not maybe as exciting as other people might like but could definitely win on the scorecards and neutralize Ewan's danger uh Ewan, Ewan's potential danger that he could offer his opponent so I'm gonna go uh with Ewan but I'm hesitant on that I'm I'm, I'm nervous about it um so I'm gonna go I'm gonna go with a decision I'm going to go um, split decision. You're going to go with who again? Iwan Kutilaba, split decision. He could very, I, it's a dumb decision. I'm going decision to be like, um, try to like hedge my bets because I think his most likely path to victory, most likely outcome would be like a knockout or a TKO. Like he, he gets the knockout or TKO. But I'm going to go with decision, assuming this fucking, this Russian guy is hard headed and I'm going to be tough to put away. Um, I'm going to say TKO. Um. Ooh, round one for E one for Mag- Magomed. Mag- Magomed. Yeah, I'm looking, Are you at, looking at some yeah. some footage. Look at this guy. Yeah, well, he's got like real time um, cheating. No, I'm just like round one. His first see. went a lot of first oh, round. I thought finishes. you were looking at video. No, I'm at sure dog. I'm at sure dog. Um, I'm gonna say you know what? No, to be safe because Eon stuff. We're gonna say uh, round two TKO. You know um, what? I'm gonna change my, my pick. No, no, you're not. Not the guy, but the the type of decision. I'm gonna take, uh, not type of decision, the method of victory. I'm gonna change mine to E1 first round uh, KO. TKO. All right, this will be fun. Because if so he's first if round he's, TKO if, for you, Eon, and me second round TKO for Magomedov. Yeah. Because if he's bringing it to his opponents yeah. like that, then it's gonna be like let's it's, fucking I go. Think this Who's is gonna, gonna go? I think this is gonna be a, a fight. Yeah. Okay. So right. this, I, I think it's so. gonna turn out better than we expected. Nice. All right. Brings us to the co-main event. Felicia Spencer takes on Zaha Farin dos Santos. Um, Felicia Spencer, as we alluded to earlier, was one mm-hmm. of the women that's faced Cyborg and took her to a decision. In fact, and it was a tough out and really proved her mustard. She fucking has had only had two fights in the UFC. She fought Megan Anderson and submitted her, and then she took on Cyborg and took her to a decision. As I just mentioned. So tough SOB in my opinion, and I think she's obviously coming in uh, with not like uh, undefeated confidence. We just talked about, but you know, coming in, she already has a litmus test of, of where she is in the UFC, and she's already has so much success that she's got to be confident coming off even a loss in that case. So she learned a lot. I think she's ready to just take it to the next level and and uh, see how she fares against people who, in her mind, aren't nearly as good as her because. If you kind of think about her opponent up against a, a cyborg, you'd be like, oh, this chick's going to get smoked. So I guess I assume that kind of plays a role in Felicia's camp yeah. and Felicia's head and her preparedness and her confidence. So I'm expecting her to come out and dominate. And uh, it is women's featherweight, so 145. So I'm not – I mean, women's fighting, period. Unfortunately, there's a lot less uh, knockouts and finishes. Um, so I'm trying to talk myself out of going to a decision. Um, but I'll go decision, unanimous decision, Felicia Spencer. Yeah, you know, unfortunately, I'm gonna have to go with you, um, unanimous decision, Felicia Spencer, because uh, Dos Santos actually recently lost to Megan Anderson, and Megan Anderson lost to 
Felicia Spencer. All right. And it's a little uh, MMA map, but sometimes depending on the matchups, it can, yeah. it can actually apply. And uh, and that was her most recent loss. So she's coming in off a loss. She does have to get a win, but she's facing a girl who went all the way to decision with Cyborg, Felicia Spencer. And also, um, she this is a girl that already beat someone who beat her. I'm just going based off experience and hype and, and uh, past record and who she fought. And... Um, the one thing I can say is Dos Santos has been known. Like uh, in 2017, she won by TKO, uh, 2017 decision. Also in 2017 in February, she won by TKO. And 2015, TKO. So this girl has power. Corner stoppage in 2013. That was a long time ago. But this, So Dos Santos does have power. She's she's TKO and, you know, women, which is already hard at a featherweight white, weight class for women. You don't see a lot of TKOs these days, um, especially in the women's featherweight weight class. So, um, I, I'm sure she packs a punch, but I think, I, I don't think Felicia will be able to get caught. You know, she fought Cyborg, who packs a punch. So, and um, she got clipped a bunch, not a bunch, but a few good solid shots, yeah. and she didn't want, you know, she yeah. didn't want her way out of that fight. She wanted to yeah. keep fighting. She's unanimous decision. Gritty. Anyways, yeah. unanimous yeah. decision as well, Felicia Spencer, for me. Alright, so who's going to come home the new flyweight king the new 125 champion it's benefited benavides has had i think two opportunities in the past um and obviously fallen short uh both i think yeah that's right so both to demetrius johnson um so he was back i mean he's been in the division forever he's been here since the beginning 28 and 5 he's had a couple shots as i just mentioned at the title but it's always stayed in top contention had a a couple years off on here and there but it's definitely been active as of late in the last couple years uh, as of uh, recently and so i think he He's at his top form, at least as top as he can be, given his, you know, a little bit more age compared to when he was uh, originally contesting for the title. But with age comes wisdom and tricks and fight IQ and things like that. So he's getting his opportunity now, finally, again, against uh, Davis and Figueredo, who I believe, if you look at the rankings, is the number one contender officially. And, uh, yeah, he's definitely a heavy-handed, crazy, exciting, heavy pressure, forward pressure, just kind of walk you down and finish the fight type of fighter uh brazilian i saw a video of him the other day he was fucking instead of horses or uh, cows or anything this fool was, was riding a, was, like a water he buffalo was having intercourse with horses no he instead of oh a video sorry the curse word confused things there uh he, he was riding a water <laughs> buffalo weird. it was a big old like big old heavy thick ass water buffalo i believe it is with big old horns I believe it. Is. I mean, I, I'm not a with the big old horns. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go ride me a water buffalo. It, was, it seemed like a lot more to wrestle and, and wrangle in than even like wrestling and wrangling. <laughs> to get under control is what I'm using. Water that buffalo term for. control. It was insane. You should go check out the video. Mm. It, it, it just you could just see he's a. Uh, a well-natured man. He's like Indian, you know what I mean? Solid body, works with his hands, works That's on the awesome. land with animals. Nice. And uh, he definitely seems like he's prepared. And mm-hmm. he always comes in very, very big, so he's cutting a lot is of weight. Is this going to be your pick? Because you're going on about this guy. This is your pick, huh? No, I'm just going both sides. Okay. So, I don't know. We saw him uh, take on Brandon Moreno, I think it was. Yeah. Was it? You're just saying. I'm you, just you saying, yeah. Fucking <laughs> I am listening. I'm just... Just saying, yeah. I'm just... I'm, I'm, you know what, guys? Well, he's looking. I'm going to tell Pantosia, you right. Pantoja, that was the one I remember. Uh, guys, it's going to be second round TKO Figueroa. Oh, shit, man. Okay. You're not, Joe B is not going to finally Joe hold B's, gold? You're not going to hold gold, man. That would suck. Too. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> Three dude. tries over the course of like over eight. I think it's been eight years since I, his last. Maybe he will. I mean, he's a savage, but I think Figueroa is just a different animal right now. I and, absolutely agree. He's know. a fucking beast, and that's why this fight's so exciting. I think Joseph has been. Rocked I think it's going to be a war, and Joseph's going to get 
caught. Yeah. Okay. So. I'm going to go against you. I'm going to go. Uh, it's a title fight, so it's a five-round fight. I'm going to go fourth-round TKO Joseph B. Yes, Joseph. No, Joe Who's B. the underdog real quick? Joey Who's B. Who's the underdog? Getting the gold. Getting the strap. Uh, I think it might be Benavides. Figueroa. Okay, good, good. I would rather Benavides. I, I want to see you win it. I want to see you win it because you deserve it. You've been in there for a long time. It's your third try. Let's get it. But, but I need to go for my underdog points, and so Figueroa is going to get it. And I think that's it's still in. Don't even agree with that lineup. I think this is more of an even fight. I don't even think Figueroa should be an underdog. I think it should be a, a pick 'em. Oh no, I agree. Yeah. But I'm saying since Figueroa's my choice, yeah, I, fuck I, you. I you get extra like, points. Yeah, I get extra you. points, and I think he's a very well, dangerous agree. threat. Well, well, so not agree. only do I have a pick that's kind of like easy agree. for me to pick, but now I don't agree. Anyways, guys, that Re- is reinforces. Guys, so. yes, 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 Dustin. Sorry. Yes, yes. Fuck it up. No, it's fine. It's okay. Guys, that is Fight Night 169. Um, Dustin's going to take us out of here. Guys, thanks for listening. And uh, thanks for uh, – if you guys want to follow us, message us. I'm at NateFit13 on Instagram. DLove is – At DLove underscore 84 on Twitter. At D.Love underscore 84 on Instagram. And make sure, guys, that does it for us like you just mentioned. Uh, don't forget to rate and review us. We really hope you enjoyed the show. So if you do, please give us that uh, high rating and give us a good review. It really helps us out when you do. And, again, we'll be reading those re- uh, reviews on the show. So it's a great way to submit questions, submit uh, suggestions for the Name That Tune feature. For uh, We still don't have, like, a bet for who loses the predictions challenge, which I'm trying – I shouldn't have mentioned that since I'm losing so bad. Uh, but, anyways, keep sending them in guys we're going to make sure to read them on the show thank you guys so much for stopping by make sure to check out next week's show and all the episodes for that matter on all your favorite podcast platforms wherever you get your show you can catch the replays on the yo radio app make sure you're checking that out on mmt radio if you want to listen to that and then of course as always big thanks to frankie mercado mmt fitness john walker pro, uh, pro and faster performance all the coaches and trainers and training partners and friends extended martial arts family and the greater community at large special thanks to nate and everybody of course each week that help us make this show possible We'll take time out of the day to help me out. So that's it. We're done. I'm through. See you guys later. Until next time, take care.